For those of you who don't know me, my name is Karen Dugaslav, and I'm one of our lay, leader, lay speakers here. Pastor Floyd had a wedding to attend, to do. He had to do one, so he'll be back. Kind of miss him when he's not here, though. So let's read together Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Do we have that printed up? Oh, okay. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Now to our God and Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the people. This is the word of God for all people. Thanks be to God. Let's bow our head in prayer. Dear Lord, as we come to talk about you and think about you and learn from you today, help our hearts to be open and our ears keenly tuned in and help us to walk the path you would wish us to walk. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Where's, where did Sue go? Oh, that was so wonderful about the Lord's Prayer. That, that could be a whole sermon. Remember when it's your turn again to bring that, do it. I chose uh, the Lord's Prayer, I mean the 23rd Psalm, to be our call to worship today because it's so comforting. It's the first thing I learned from the Bible my dad taught me. And um, it, I always fall back to that when I'm worried or nervous or upset or wondering if there's hope for the future. Did anybody see um, Shannon Wall's message on YouTube this week? She was talking about how she had a, just a rough week. Things were not going well. And she found a, a passage in Deuteronomy. And I, I, can't, I couldn't bring it up again because I don't remember what verse it was. But it just was so soothing to her and spoke to her. And that's why it's so important to read your Bible, because God speaks to us through his words. And it can help you in any situation, because he is the supreme thing, the supreme it. He says, I am. That says it all. That's what he is. He's everything. He's he ranks higher than the highest king or the highest emperor, the highest president. He is the ruler of our world. And if we don't revolve around him, we don't have anything. It's like people say they turn to God when nothing else works. Well, if we turn to God first, things would work out better. Because once we pray, little prayers, big prayers, once we pray, it doesn't matter the length or the 
fanciness of them. God hears them. And at that moment, you're connected. You are connected. You belong to him. You are his child. And it's just like I, I can relate because I was very close to my father. I trailed around him. I used to sneak in the back of the car when he went to work. He'd always bring me back home. But we didn't have much money, but he, so we didn't, like, go to fun places. But we, we went to Cascade Park. At least once a week, we'd go on a climbing rocks, or we'd um, go swimming. They had a pool there. And we'd um, go on trails, and it was so exciting to us because he, he made it seem like we were really having fun, and we were. So we learned to... to you know that's that saying, bloom where you were planted? Well, it's kind of like be happy with what you have and not realizing that we were missing anything. So prayer is important because I, I think personally when things go wrong in your life and things are rough, like I had a rough week to this week because I was trying to get ready for my sermon, I just wanted time to read. And then Leah went into labor, my granddaughter. And I had to watch the two-year-old. Two-year-olds get into everything. I asked her what she was doing when she was playing in the toilet. She said, washing my hands. It's amazing. She'll pick up a piece of cereal that fell on the floor and eat it. We had lost our controller. My son Craig was over, and he said, what about the couch? Maybe it fell back there, and our couch in the living room opens into a bed. So we opened it in the bed, and fishy crackers jumped out. <laughs> and, and Karina, she's eating them. I said, Karina, Karina, they're not clean. And she said, they're delicious. <laughs> I thought, oh, Lord, please help me keep her safe until her mother can come and get her. And she also helped me another way. I have all these, I call them my hand of God books. I have them all laid out on the coffee table, on the couch, on the end table. I'm putting markers in important places that I want to look at again. And she comes over to me while I'm washing dishes and brings me all my markers. <laughs> oh my goodness, I don't know. And I have a I had a little cold this week because by holding her on my lap she sneezed in my face. I was I was talking about my, our two sons, Dale and Jason, when they were little. Jason is Dave's son, and Dale was my son, and they were six months apart. And I don't know how I did that. I think my girls took care of them a lot. There's enough other kids to tattle when they got into trouble. My girls are here today. There's Tracy and Lisa and her daughter, Katie. I'm glad to see you girls. 
Well, I want to talk a little bit about prayer because a few weeks ago, I, I don't remember when, but Pastor Floyd was talking about how we should end our prayers in Jesus' name. And, and he went into that a little bit, and I found that so... In, it's not just an empty motto. It's a declaration of truth that he is the supreme ruler. And as much as it seems like it, the economy is not in charge of us. The wars in in the land aren't in charge of us. Jesus is. My other daughter Amy came to visit and help help me with Karina and she parked across the street in front of the grumpy man's house. There was a grumpy message on her windshield too when she left. Can't you read? Don't park between the signs. Well, one sign was behind her, so she thought she was in front of the sign. But around the corner, down a ways was the other sign she couldn't see. But why should we let that bother us in, in any way? He's not in charge of us. God's in charge of everything we do, we say. He knows what we need before we ask. And then we wonder sometimes, well, why do we ask if he knows what we need? But it's something about calling on him. I thought it was so interesting when I read this week that the disciples didn't know how to pray. They were really just people off the street, you know. They didn't have any great education. They weren't scholars. But they learned along the way. And then when Jesus gave them the Holy Spirit, that's what made them truly disciples. But so the Lord gave them the Lord's Prayer, which was really wonderful to listen to today. But when I was reading, I've got a book here, Max Licato, Before All Men. I got it from Leah's shelf of books. I'll tell her later I borrowed it. (laughs) And then I read another book called I Need a Do-Over. It was written by one of Tracy's friends, Elizabeth Ward. And it was just a cute little, well, it's not that little. It's a nice book. I suggest everybody read it. But in Max Licato's book, He says this, prayer is the key of everything, and it also keeps Satan defeated. Because as soon as we pray, even a pocket prayer, like Pastor Floyd tells us sometimes, if we pray these little prayers, God, you are good. Please help me. I need help. Please forgive me. Please heal me. Just quick little poem prayers that's come from the heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Satan doesn't like prayers because as soon as we say that, we are linked to God. 
so closely and he's so intent on helping us that the devil doesn't have a chance to mess around with you. God can handle the devil. And since he can, we have hope. And because we have hope, we have faith. Or maybe if we have faith, we have hope. But take this little story that Max had in his book. He was flying to somewhere, and he was getting ready to board the plane, and as he got up the ramp there, he could hear someone calling his name, and he's looking, and he sees the pilot. And pilot is waving, hi, Max, how you doing? When Max gets up to him, they shake hands, and Max realizes it's his good friend who he knew in, in the days of Vietnam War, who he was a pilot back then, and he was course older and Max felt a bit of relief knowing that he was the pilot that of the plane he was Max was going to take so they said their goodbyes and everybody took their seats and the, it went pretty well the flight until they hit turbulence and it was throwing people around in the plane and they were reaching for their barf bags and Max said a calm came over him because he knew the pilot. And he thought this pilot has many, many, many flights under his belt. He's very experienced. He's a professional. And he had hope and faith that he could carry them through the storm. And besides that, Max had prayed. And they did get through. So maybe that's what we should remember too. That God is our pilot. He's our savior. He's everything we need. Everything. So as we go out today, I pray that all of you will think about hope. And think about what we can do for other people and what other people need. It's, it's a big job. And God wants us to be there helping. So um, I think if we remember that it's what's in our hearts, God's looking for a good heart. And what we do and say and, oh, by the way, sometimes we can get caught up on guilt. I had a friend of mine get in an accident with her little boy in the back seat. And she didn't see a car coming because of the glare of the sun. And she couldn't sleep. She could not sleep because she thought, I almost, I could have killed my son. Nobody was hurt in the accident, thank goodness. But she couldn't get over that hump. And she carried that guilt around, and it was dragging her down until she came to me and said, what do I do? I can't sleep. I said, you've got to pray. You've got to pray for it. She was on her way to church, too. Pray that God will take that guilt away. And it was an accident. It's not like she did it on purpose. But that was eating at her heart until she released it and unburdened it. There's an interesting part of Max's 
story for the all men. He talked about the Old Testament and how it was when they burnt offerings for Jesus, for God, for forgiveness of their sins. Well, once a year, they would take two of the best sheep of all the herds. One was saved to eat later, to offer it as a gift. And one was used, I guess we could say like a scapegoat. People would walk by, touch the lamb, this innocent little lamb, and pile their worries on him, their sins, everything that's bothering them, their anxieties. And when everybody had gone through, they, a man took this lamb and walked down the path, and, and people just were quiet. And they would watch him walk with his lamb. And he took him over a path where they couldn't see, and around the bend to the other side of the mountain. And they sat there, thanking God for re- erasing their sins. And they waited there till the man came back without the lamb. Isn't it so much better now? But who do we have to thank for it? Jesus. He was the perfect lamb. And to even imagine what it would feel like to carry the burden of the whole world and then die on a cross is just unbelievable. But he did. The problem with guilt is sometimes... It's used, God will use guilt for, like those things on the road when you get too close to the edge, they start rumbling. Is there a name for them? Yeah. (laughs) Well, they can keep us on the narrow, narrow path. But, It's important to give them to God. And we wait too long sometimes. We think we can handle it. This is life. This this is what happens. We just get through this day and go to the next day. But once you connect with God, he gives you what you need to cope with the problems. It's his way of talking with you, giving you things that you, and we don't even realize it sometimes. But it's very, very important to remember that and to thank God for everything he's done for us. And sometimes we don't remember to thank him either. I couldn't find my purse the other day. And I just said a little prayer, please help me find my purse. In God's name, Jesus' name, we pray. And I went in my bedroom and there it was. I would have found it eventually, maybe, but sure was quicker with God's help. (laughs) So let's remember about prayer and how important it is and how powerful it is to have God as our pilot. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you for the writers of these wonderful books that I call the Hand of God books. 
It's so important to pray, and it's also important to read so we can expand our knowledge, deepen our thoughts, and go on about life thinking and knowing that we are growing. We're growing in our spiritual life. Thank you for taking care of us. Thank you for being the good shepherd. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.